And we back on the Yeah Coach podcast where we encourage you to take action in life through the testimonies of other people. And we have one of my fan favorites right here. Just did a bunch of videos with him um, through CSS. Did some fun facts, some exercise tips here. We have the Coach Justin. Welcome to Yeah Coach. Thank you. Warren, thank you so much for coming on. He's going to give your testimony to encourage people to take action in life. Mm -hmm. um, let's get, get into it. Yeah, let's do it. Let's well, do it. What did you have for breakfast? Uh, for breakfast today, <laughs> this is awkward. This is awkward. Um, I had some French toast sticks. Ooh, it was good too. I'll be banging those things down. The Kroger brand, oh, fire, straight fire. But you know, um, typically I would throw some sausage and bacon and eggs in there too. Mm -hmm. But um, we ran out of sausage and bacon at the crib, so I had eggs and French toast sticks. Okay. Okay. Well, is that your like go to every time every morning? Um, usually I have some kind of bread or cereal, you know, um, that that kind of thing. Once one choice of meat, so like a bacon or sausage, mm -hmm. and then always eggs. So bacon, sausage, and eggs always. And then I I might get cereal. I might get French toast. I might get uh, a bagel. You know, something like that. Some kind of breading. Breakfast of champions, right here. Yeah, okay, know, most important meal of the day. All right. So you. Uh, Creature or habit? You like routine? Or like what? Like what's a little bit more about Justin, Coach Justin? Um, I feel like I the older I get, the more you should develop a routine. I feel like uh -huh. the younger I was, maybe like twenty two, twenty three, um, I was literally just waking up and finessing through the day. What am I going to do today? I would like figure it out as I woke up. But <laughs> like now that I'm dang near thirty, like I try to plan out like at least two or three days in advance. So I wake up on Monday, like, what am I doing on Thursday? I wake up on Tuesday, like, what am I doing this weekend? You know, that kind of thing. So try to plan out a little bit more. I still need some work at it, but, you know, my wife's getting me there. She, she getting me through. <laughs> well, um, the, the thing we want to really discuss on today, and I, I know you do a lot of other work. Not only do you do work in the fitness industry as a whole, but, like, a lot of specifically, you do a lot with kids. Yeah. Like, overall. How did you just get into the fitness industry? Like, what, what made you want to be like, all right, I'm jumping in? Okay, so this is like a very um, untraditional story, I feel like. Maybe all fitness stories are untraditional. But um, there's this area in the back of CSS Wellness. If you still look over there by the boxing area, there's a logo that says ABV Academy. All right. So Brian started ABV Academy. There, this hole here in the wall wasn't even here. It was just a wall. So this was a wall. And that whole backspace right there was a whole different company. It was a whole different business called um, ABV Academy. It stood for Alayla, Brian, and Vivian Academy, which are all Brian's kids. Mm -hmm. And we brought in 10 different kids in the middle of COVID um, when we were trying to figure out, like, what the next steps were as far as school and everything. Um, and I want to be a teacher, going to school to be a teacher. And uh, Brian got connected through one of my best friends, Victory. Shout out to Victory, who got me that job. She told Brian about me. I had an interview with Brian, and I'm thinking, okay, like, this is a cool idea, but he was still, like, putting it together and everything, and I was like, I don't know if I'm going to actually take that job because I had a good job at the time. Um, but he brought me back. Uh, he walked me through the place one time and offered me a job on the spot. And I was like, oh, okay. And at that period in life, all right, I was, like, kind of going through a rough period. I had just lost my son. And, like, in the middle of COVID, you know, a lot of people were getting sick. A lot of people were dying. I went to, like, five funerals in that one year. So I was, like, in a really rough mental space. 
And I didn't really want to go back to my other job because I had just lost my son and I didn't want to be there. I met Brian. I took that new position and it was like a fresh start that I needed. Kind of like changed my mental, kind of changed my headspace. Um, so I started working with these kids in ABV uh, in the back. I was there for like eight months maybe. And once kids started going to um, physical school again, um, he was like, hey, I like really enjoyed your time working with me would you mind to manage the front on the gym so i went from the back part of the building to the front part of the building so now i took that little office over there started like managing css like administrative work um you know just answering calls fitness assessments stuff like that stuff i still kind of do now but that was my main thing i wasn't training whatsoever um and the more i started i saw trainers i saw parker i saw heaven i saw kenzie not like kind of mimic what they were doing because he gave me free access to the gym um, so I kind of just would like watch them and be like, huh, I wonder how that feels. And I would like try it myself because I've always played basketball. I've always been a pretty good athlete, but I've never worked out and did personal training before. Um, so as I was like managing the gym, I started to get more familiar with like um, the industry and what the fitness life is like. And I slowly started to fall in love with it to the point where um, at the end of or probably like towards the middle of last summer, I started to train my nephew and I just did it for free. And I just like learned from all the stuff that I learned from here. What did you I, train him in? Just like- I would take him to the Y and we would do like basic, like very low weight um, lifting, leg press, um, squats, teach him how to do a squat, how to do a lunge, like very basic stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's 10. So at the time he was 10. So it was like I had to take it really easy on him because he was more of a fitness um, virgin than I was. Um, and then after I worked with him for about two or three months, I had other parents at the YMCA watching me and they were like hey can you like do that with my kid can you help my kid can my kid jump in and I started to get the idea like maybe I should like train a little bit because I'm like I'm starting to get good at it I'm starting to get like a decent clientele and after that I pretty much let Brian know like I'm going to switch from managing to training and now I'm actually doing it it's a totally different experience but I love it and um, on my way to finishing my cert, and then I'm about to start really getting active, you know? Okay. Doing my thing. So going from the ABV Academy and helping in the back of house at CSS to shifting to front of house mm-hmm. of just managing um, just the business side of it. Yeah. Then shifting to wanting to get more into fitness. Yeah. Going from different place to place. Do you, do you just jump straight into it? And like, was it an interest to you? Like, because for, for some people... They're afraid to take that jump. They're afraid yeah. to like actually like jump out of their comfort zone, as opposed to like you, where you just, all right, let's try something. Let's just go. Let's do yeah, it. Yeah, I feel like, um, especially I, because you had the secure job already, yeah. you had no reason to step out, and you yeah. were like, you know what, I'm, I'm gonna do it. It was, it, yeah, it was really like a leap of faith thing, because like, um, like I said, I was just in a bad space mentally. Like we kind of just talking off camera. I was drinking every weekend. Really, I was drinking like every day. I was going on lunch break and going to get some liquor. And as soon as I got home, I was going home and taking shots and drinking beer. And like I was in terrible shape. I can show you some pictures. My face was way more pudgy. And I was in no position to give people like fitness advice. I was just like mentally I'm not fit. Physically I'm not fit. But working with the kids kind of changed my mental to me, put me in a more positive space to like want to try new things. Um, then Brian's trusting me to like want to actually run the business kind of gave me more confidence. Um, one of the things I did when we were um, I was managing the gym was I got to pick what trainer I wanted to train me for a month. Mm-hmm. So I had like trainer um, tryouts basically with everybody on the staff. Um, and then I picked Dekia. Uh, me and Dekia worked out for like a month or two. 
And then after that, it gave me even more confidence because I started to lose weight. I started to look better. I started to feel better. And Get I was thinking to myself, over. like, and me and like me and Parker were just talking about how I'm super competitive. So like the more I got good at like fitness related things, I was like, I think I could do this. Like, I, I feel like I could be a trainer, too. And um, it got to the point where I just like dived in. My confidence hit a sky high. And I was like. I'm going to do this, Brian. And I just dived in, started teaching kids how to play basketball, teaching them how to do push-ups, and that's where I'm at now, full-time Mr. E, getting it in. I see, I see. Man, so making that jump. Um. So would you say, how could I put it? Would you say that the downfall or the, the bad things that have happened with with your son and with COVID and that, that pretty rough year kind of led to you being where you are now. Oh yeah, um, for sure. I would say like, um, I've always been a very optimistic, like fun, loving, easygoing person. And after losing my son in the stillbirth, um, in the same year I lost my, um, one of my closest aunts, one of my closest uncles and one of my cousins that was only 19. So all four of those deaths all in the same year. And then I had, there was one more that was like non-family related. Um, all in the same year, like that kind of like crushed like my optimism, you know, mm-hmm. and like just like my happiness. I was just like in a dark, like I can't even think of what the word is. Um, but yeah, just like super non-committal to everything, you know, kind of kind of feel. And just like Brian giving me that confidence, that kid giving me that confidence and seeing my body go from like, 240 almost 250 to now i'm 199 and i'm like a little bit more cut it like gave me so much confidence and like made me feel like okay even though i did have a rough period like it's not gonna last forever Mm -hmm. whereas when you're in that rough period it feels like you're gonna be lasting forever like you don't see out of the darkness when you're in the darkness Mm -hmm. but once you see like a little bit of light it starts to just open up you know and i'm to the point now where there's maybe a smidge of darkness over there but i see a lot more light than i see Mm -hmm. in darkness so, yeah, I would definitely say all that, like, just motivated me to, you know, keep pushing forward, trying new things, try a new career. Um, and I think it's worked out so far. So, wow, that story, that story is crazy. I yeah. didn't realize you had been through all that. that that's yeah. a very, very rough year for anyone to go through. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, 2020 was a rough year for everybody, I feel like. You know, everybody was locked in the house. You know, people were dying. People were sick. People were scared. Um, there's a lot of political drama too, you know, Black Lives Matter and, you know, mm-hmm. Trump and all that stuff. So I feel like everybody had their own things going on. So it's kind of hard to see what other people have going on. Um, so when I was in it, I almost felt like everybody was like going through a rough period, you know. But it wasn't until like I kind of came out of it. So I started to realize like, oh, it was like me. Like I was <laughs> specifically was going through a lot, you know, and my wife too, of course. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was it was rough, but, you know. Anybody that's listening, it, it doesn't last forever. You just gotta, you know, take little baby steps. It's not about. It's, it's not about. You don't have to take big steps. Yeah, this is about very steps small steps. Right yeah, 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 for sure. If I, because I didn't wow. take any big steps. I took very small steps. You didn't along quit. The way. You didn't stop. No, didn't ever. quit. No, don't got no quit in me. I got a little fatigue in me, but no quit. No, no quit whatsoever. Where Where did that come from? The 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 feeling that you could not quit at something that you need to. Persevere. I don't know. I think that's more like genetic. I've always been like that because I'm a basketball player. I've played basketball my whole life, and I don't like losing. Like, if somebody scores on me one time, I get pissed, and I'm like, 
not going to happen again, you know. So if I miss one shot, I'm like, not going to happen again. So I've always been like super competitive. And I just feel like that kind of just don't want to quit, want to keep going. Once Brian and uh, Dakia and everybody kind of ignited that back in me, mm-hmm. then it's like that small flame is ignited to like a full-blown fire now. So now I'm like, I'm diving into everything I can do. Now I almost have too much on my plate now <laughs> because I've gotten that confidence back. But I balance it out. I get it done. So I guess a deeper dive into that question would be better said right now, or I guess the past year or two, mm-hmm. as you've come out of your trials and tribulations and your tests, mm-hmm. you have now gained, in, in, in my opinion, the courage from the people around you, believing in you, giving you that confidence to try and go and do other things. For sure. And to further your confidence and your courage to keep going. Yeah. Yeah, um, for sure. I would get, and I would with, give most of that to Brian. Brian, mm-hmm. the owner of our business, Brian Leggett, he's like the person that like almost kind of pushed me. You know how like um, the mama bird throws the bird out of the you nest to fly. make him fly? Like, yeah, like Brian's the one that was like, you can fly, trust like, me. Fight or flight, And I literally. didn't feel like I could fly at the time. I was like, mm, I don't think I could do this. But, you know, uh, once Brian, and like you said, others, they key, my wife, um, my mom, they start, started giving me that confidence. To let me know, like you can do great things, you can make a difference. But yeah, for sure, it started just. I started going crazy after that. Started coaching, started substitute teaching, started uh, training. Mm-hmm. Everything that I felt like I kind of could do, I just dived right in it after that. So, with that being said, of those with the encouragement, the people that brought you that encouragement and that confidence at that point in your life, diving back into the unwillingness to quit. Who or what gave you was the biggest impact in your life as you were growing up? Um, just as a, growing up, I'd probably say my mom. My mom, like growing up, she was a single mom up until we was like ten. Mm-hmm. Um, so even when I was like, I was aware that my mom was a single mom, and she had me and my brother. And in the nineties and early two thousands, where it was a little different, less technology and everything. Um, she used to like bring me around to like, she went to IUPUI for college. So like she would bring me to the classes and she's in there doing work and like, where's that? Um, it's in Indianapolis, um, right downtown Indianapolis. So she's like bringing me to campus and she's like taking me to work with her and she's taking me to class with her. And she's like, I can tell at the time that she was trying to make all these things happen in life. And I wasn't completely sure of, like, the importance of it as a kid. Mm-hmm. But she always, like, let me know as a kid, like, you're going to grow up and go to college. You're going to grow up and be successful. You're going to do this, do this. And she kind of instilled that in me, like, you're going to be successful regardless now of what's you going have a on. Choice. Yeah, and I never had a choice. Yeah, it was, like, almost, like, stapled in me. So I never thought I'm going to grow up and just go to McDonald's, you know. Like, I always thought I'm going to grow up and be the president or something. Because she made me feel like that. Right. Um, so I feel like that would mostly go to her. My dad, of course, too. But, um. My mom, she was the biggest factor in my life for sure. So she would get most of the credit on just like that. You don't have any excuses. Like, just keep going kind of thing. Man, it's crazy how influential moms can be. Yeah, for sure. Like, over time. Despite even what they may be going through, moms really persevere. And not only do they not give up, but they make you feel like you can't even. And as an adult, I can look back and think about like, oh, I did go to class with her. Like, I did go to a full-time shift with her. And I don't think about it at the time because as a kid, I was just drawing on a piece of paper and I was Mm -hmm. just in some room I was never in before. But now that I look back, I can think like, yeah, my mom never gave up. So like, why should I, you know? 
I should strive strive just as hard as she did. So mm-hmm. I don't know. She got the doctorate, so I don't know if I'm gonna get as far as she did. But I'm gonna at least try to get my master's or something. Oh, I'll try. You know? Right. But yeah. Man, that's a crazy story. So overall, we're towards the end here. I want to really go back to the idea, like the purpose of having you on here today. Is one, I wanted to know your story a little bit more about you, and two, what advice, what wisdom would you give someone? Wanting to dabble or try and get into the fitness industry and be a, a coach or a trainer or nutrition, like they're afraid to make a jump or they don't know where to start because there's so many different yeah. options, so many different certifications. Should you go to school? Should you get a four-year degree? Should you go and just get a certification? Like, what would you recommend? Where should they start? What in, or just any type of wisdom? Um. Well, here's like the teacher in me is about to come out a little bit. So, like the most important thing when it comes to just like. All of that put together, the fitness industry in general, is physical activity. So, like, when I wasn't active, when I was drinking a lot, when I was, like, going through a lot, I wasn't, like, going for walks. I was sitting around the house all day. I was sitting in the house all day, not getting any sun. I was just, like, avoiding the world almost to a certain extent. Um, I got off of social media. I was like literally just in my own little bubble of drinking and playing video games. And I feel like that was the number one thing I had to change. I had to start being physically active. So once you start being active, which doesn't require exercise, that's just like getting out the house, going for a walk, walking your dog, um, going to play basketball with my friends is what I did during COVID. I just went and go hooped every Saturday. And it got me to the point where I started to like lose a little bit of weight. And I could, like, see a little bit of my old self coming back. Um, Because, like, growing up, I was in good shape, but I just fell off um, really bad. So I started to, like, feel like my old self a little bit. And then working with Brian, working with Dekia, um, them teaching me, like, the basics of the fitness industry, um, that kind of gave me more confidence to be like, okay, I could do training. Like, I could, you know, further my education. I could start looking in to get a certain certification, so stuff like that. So I always say start with physical activity. Once you got a moderate to high level of physical activity then you should start looking into exercise because then that's when I started working out at home and I was doing like kettlebell um Mm -hmm. push-ups and um like jumping jacks I was doing that kind of stuff on my back porch at my house so that was before I started actually going to the gym because I was like a lot of people were like I don't want to go to a gym and look sloppy so I was kind of thinking like that too I'm going to work out a little bit at home first before I start really like working with a trainer Mm -hmm. um so I got a little bit of confidence working out on my own then I started getting in with a trainer and that's when you want to start looking into possibly a degree my degree is going to be in kinesiology but more of a teacher focus instead of fitness ed um, but you could always do either one. Good way to learn about the body. Um, you can never go wrong really going to school. And then I started looking in the certification after I started finishing up uh, towards my degree. Mm-hmm. And that's where I feel like you start really looking to go to the next level. Because I learned about the body. I learned about like physical activity, different health risks, stuff like that. And then as I'm finishing up my certification now, I'm starting to see like the benefits of specific workouts. So like I've never had a big chest. I didn't know how to get a big chest and still I started working on my cert. And now I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, like these specific workouts will help me get to a big chest. So mm-hmm. I didn't even think about that when I wasn't physically active. I was just thinking like I'm fat and sloppy, you know. So once you get active, you start working out, you start to feel like, okay, I can work out, but now I need to work out specific areas. So then I started really developing that. So I would feel like that would be the final step, really working on your cert and your schooling after you're active and after you get like a, a routine of exercising. That's the route I would go in, and uh, I feel like that's the best way to do it, you know. Um, Take baby steps, like I said. You can't go from 
being physically inactive to going to I'm going to be a trainer. It's just not going to work out, especially right. if you're not motivated enough. So, like I said, physical activity, then start exercising, then look into education, then get your certification. I feel like that's the perfect route to go. What are the biggest differences from your experience between certification and degree? Um, well, my degree is more teacher focused. So you said, like you said, I'm really into working with kids. Um, so I focus on youth fitness the most. Um, so my degree is really based off of that. It's like teaching kids, like, cause I'm going to be a PE teacher. So teaching kids, the importance of a healthy diet, physical activity, um, specific sports, things like that. Um, once you get past that, um, kind of kinesiology with a teacher focus, then you can start looking at the way the body moves and things like mm. that. So that's when training comes going in. from the way the body works to the way the body moves. Right, 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 right. Okay. So I feel like that's the difference between my education and my certification. Certification is definitely more exercise focused mm-hmm. and like how the body uh, moves. Whereas, um, my education is a lot more like how kids are motivated and what kids are into, what kids um, react to, you know, certain kind of situations and what kind of ways. Mm-hmm. And just trying to really, it's more focused on getting kids active than it is to get kids in shape. Whereas your certification is like getting kids in shape. Mm-hmm. Wow. Hey, what a story. I think that's going to wrap up that time for today. I got one, I got to tell us two more things. One, I want to say thank you. Thank oh, you for yeah. your time, your testimony, your experience to be able to share and help someone else. Yeah, two, no problem. I want to have something we do at the very end of all of our sessions. Mm-hmm. We give a, a, just give it a big, loud, yeah, coach. Kind of like to incite um, enjoyment, hype. Kind of like you say, yeah, coach, when you like talk to someone you're uncomfortable talking to, stepping outside of your comfort. It's like, mm-hmm. kind of like you say, it's like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, coach. So we're okay, going to do that on okay. count of three, all right? All right, I got you. Ready? One, two, three. Yeah, Yeah, coach. coach. That wraps up that interview. Thank you all so much for listening. I'll see you all next time.